We are talking about rapture, end times, in other fancy theological words, eschatology. That is this evening, my friends. Elvis maybe stemmed from Elvis has left the building. Is that where it came from? Or are you just talking out of your butt? I feel like that did start in that era, though. So you might be you might be partially right. You're probably not because you're never right, baby. But you might be right. It's just unlikely. It's just unlikely. That's all. That's all. All right. Uh, Discord voice channel is up. You will not go through to the stream, though. So you got to let me know if you're going to join the Discord voice channel. If you plan on coming on to speak. Just let me know ahead of time. So I know to unmute the Discord channel. Otherwise, we'll wait a few minutes and then we will roll. This should be decent, though. This should be interesting. I like I like I like some of this stuff. I'm not a big end times guy. I'm not a big rapture guy, but it should be interesting. I'm glad you didn't eat the ice cream, though. Elvis is king. I don't like Elvis. I just don't. I don't. And I've heard all these things about him, like stealing content and stuff from people. And who knows if that's true, but Kat does love Elvis. Pastora. TikTok, go to YouTube. Same username. Get off the TikToky. No Chinese spy app. It's no good. It's just no good. Back to work for me. Yeah, you're killing it, baby. Keep rolling. A right, couple minutes. Couple minutes. While we wait. Uh oh. Mikkel, your comment got hid. How did that happen? Mikkel, you calling me a uh, heretic blasphemous. That was held by YouTube. It told me I could either hide it or show it. I didn't click anything, and then it just decided to show it itself. So maybe it decided that you were kidding. I'm not sure. Kelsey, what's going on? All right, while we wait, while we wait, we're going to wait a few minutes. Let uh, the people who are never punctual and on time, let them roll in. While we wait, we'll do all the boring stuff. There is a link to the Discord channel. If you're watching this later, it will be in the regular chat. It will also be in the bio of this video. Joining the Discord is free. Always and forever. It will never cost anything because that's lame. But we've got the off topic. We got the theologies, the theologicals. We got the culture and news, which is where it's been hot. My friend, it's been hot. It's been very interesting to read. Uh, conspiracy, which is also quite hot. Bible, the library, literature, things like that. If you do decide to help financially support, you'll have this little green section, which honestly, you don't get a whole lot. So if you decide to do that, you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart, not really to get something in return. So just understand that. I'll be very honest with that right off the jump. Beyond that, we have a prayer section. You can submit prayers to be read publicly. You can also submit prayers to be read privately by the prayer team and myself. See, that says just for Joe. That's just for me. 
So I pray with that privately. So if you have anything you want me to look at, you can do that. Beyond that, there's some just fun stuff here, you know, internet meme stuff, all that jazz. So if you want to join, there's a link in the description, the live chat. And if I remember, which is about a coin toss, whether I will or not, it will also be in the regular video comments as well. Let's hide that. Now tonight, rapture and end times. Eschatology is the fancy theological word for this discussion, for these things. I'm still learning how to use Discord, but I think I'm getting the hang of it. You'll get it, man. You just got to stick it out. I swear I was frustrated every day when we moved to Discord. Was not a fan. And now that I've been there, it is the greatest thing ever. The functionality of it is just wild. It's super awesome. Oh, Ghost Gay. You, okay, good. I was going to hit show anyway, so I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Man, you were on that. That was pretty quick. All right, Rapture and End Times. First, it only seems appropriate that we start with a song. Right? I can't play the song because YouTube sucks. But, oh, God, now we're going to get demonetized. Uh, anyways, YouTube sucks. But, uh, so, a song, and it, it goes like this, okay? The Quotes here and there. Quote, I wish we'd all been ready. This was a song originally recorded in 1969 by Christian rock patriarch Larry Norman. The song conjures a world after the rapture. When many believe God will scoop the saved up to heaven and leave the rest behind. It is a world empty of God and full of tribulation. Another quote from the song. Life was filled with guns and war. The song begins. And everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children are dying. The sun grows dark and cold. Food is so scarce that a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. A grim scene, my friends. But what was most horrifying about the doomsday scenario was that it was a world after God. There's no time to change your mind. Another quote from the song. The chorus laments this. The sun has come and you've been left behind. You've been left behind. So, etymology here. The word eschatology arises from the ancient Greek term eschatos, meaning last, and logi, meaning the study of, and first appeared in English around 1844. The Oxford English Dictionary defines eschatology as the part of theology concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and of humankind. Let me make my notes bigger because I am blind and old. Since the development of the concept of deep time in the 18th century, the calculation of the estimated age of the planet Earth, scientific discourse about end times has considered the ultimate fate of the universe. Theories have included the big rip, the big crunch, big bounce, big freeze, also heat death. Social and scientific commentators also worry about global catastrophic risks and scenarios that could result in human extinction. Mud floods? Anybody? Mud floods? Eventually we'll do that one. Mud floods will be real good. If you guys later want to go into detail on any of these uh, concepts of deep time, we can do that. But it'll be at the end if we have time because there are a few things 
we just simply have to do. So we're going to jump into some of those first. So from a Christian perspective, what is Christian eschatology? And after each of these sections, I'll jump in the chat real quick and just make sure I don't miss anything important. And anybody who comes into the voice chat on Discord, I can hear you. YouTube just can't hear you. So uh, Ghost or Mikel or anybody, if I miss anything super important, just go in the Discord voice channel and yell at me. And then uh, and then I'll, I'll look. So the rapture in Christianity is the escal escalatological concern of the end times. Belief that both living and dead believers will ascend into heaven to meet old Jesus Christ at the second coming. So the belief in the rapture emerged from the anticipation that Jesus would return to redeem all members of the church. However, I would put a caveat there because that is not a fully agreed upon belief. It's a general belief. So I'm pulling this from Britannica, by the way, but it's a general belief. There are people who believe Jesus is not coming back to redeem all members of the church. There is a little bit of differentiation within Christian culture about who exactly Jesus is coming back for, but we'll get into that later. The term rapture, however, appears nowhere in the New Testament. In the first letter to the Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul wrote that the Lord will come down from heaven and that a trumpet call will precede the rise of the dead in Christ. And that is a quote from chapter four, verse 16. Thereafter, another quote, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up. In Latin, rapio, the standard translation of Paul's original Koine Greek, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's chapter 14, verse 17. The Synoptic Gospels, Mark, Matthew, and Luke mention Jesus' return to earth from heaven. The Gospel, according to Mark, cites Jesus as foretelling a coming in the clouds with great power and glory. That is chapter 13, verse 26. Belief in the rapture is often connected with a belief in the literal coming of the millennium. The 1,000-year rule of Jesus Christ after his return, as mentioned in chapter 20 of the Revelation to John, also known as what? My least favorite book ever, the book of Revelation, not Revelations. There aren't multiple Revelations. There are, but it's not called Revelations. It's called Revelation. Pet peeve. Keep that straight. Revelation, singular. Although there are also millennial interpretations of the belief that reject that notion. There is also a divide among pre-tribulation who believe that the rapture will occur before a period of tribulation on earth mentioned in Daniel 12.1 and Matthew 24.21 and preceding the end and post-tribulation or post-tribulationists who believe that it will come after that period. Finally, dispensationalism, the notion that God periodically enters into a new covenant with his people has had some influence on the brief insofar as some believers in the rapture consider themselves to be dispensationalists. Okay, we can get more into some of the Christian beliefs here in a little bit, but I do want to focus tonight on not just Christianity because we don't live in a box of ignorance. We look at everything because everything matters. Because Christianity doesn't have it right either. 
Not at least not entirely. I think they have the most right, but they don't have it all right. And we are all conscious of that because we are functioning cognitively sound humans in this group. I lost count of all the many raptures that will take place before the church finally ascends to heaven. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Graves driving home as usual. Can't wait for the mud floods. Yeah, dude, that's going to be real fun. That's going to be real fun. You and Kat are probably going to take the lead on that because I'm sure both of you know that way better than I do. I'm just dipping my toes in that whole game right now. Thousands, if not millions, revelations. <laughs> yeah, total pet peeve, total pet peeve. Revelation. Whoever started adding the S, heathen, heathen. Goddess Lily, good to see you. All right, so now after Christian es- eschatology, I do want to read a little bit about Buddhist eschatology. Why? Well, because it's it's arguably the biggest religion on the planet, regardless of what people would have you believe. Arguably, because the, the statistics are not super sound, but they're relatively sound. So why should we read it? Well, because it matters. Buddha described his teachings disappearing 5,000 years after his passing, corresponding approximately to the year 4600 CE. At this time, knowledge of Tarma will be lost as well. The last of his relics will be gathered in Bodhya Gaya and cremated. There will be a new era in which the next Buddha will appear, but it will be preceded by the degeneration of human society. Oh, does that sound familiar? Sure does. This will be a period of greed, shocking, lust, shocking, poverty, shocked, ill will, violence, murder, and piety, physical weakness, sexual depravity, and societal collapse. God, it's as if somebody's like watching in real time the world right now. And even the Buddha himself will be forgotten. This will be followed by a new golden age. The earliest mention of Maitreya is in the Kakavati. Sorry, some of these are hard, man. Kakavati. Suda in... Not even going to try, y'all. I'm not even going to try. I can send this to anybody who wants it after the stream. At this period that is being mentioned, there will arise in the world an exalted one named Maitreya, fully awakened, abounding in wisdom and God goodness, happy with knowledge of the worlds, unsurpassed as a guide to mortals willing to be led, a teacher for gods, plural, and men, an exalted one, a Buddha, even as I am now. He by himself will thoroughly know and see as it were face to face, this universe, with its worlds of the spirits, its Brahmas and its Maras, and its world of recluses and Brihamas, of princes and peoples, even as I now, by myself, thoroughly know and see. That was written by Diga Nikaya. The Buddha is then foretold to be born in the city of a word I cannot pronounce in present day Beneras, whose king will be the word I can't pronounce. Sankya will live in the former palace of the king, that same king that I can't pronounce, but later will give the palace away to become a follower of Maitreya. They will attain 
Bodhi in seven days, the minimum period by virtue of his many lives of preparation. Once Buddha, he will rule over the people in pure land, an earthly paradise associated with the Indian city of Varanasya. That Buddha presides over a pure land. Actually, no, no, scratch that. Scratch that, scratch that. We're going to skip that because it's going to take us down a totally different rabbit hole. Okay, but here, so here's the part. I'm going to throw this in the chat real quick. This is the part that we actually need to focus on. Killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, divisive speech, abusive speech, idle speech, covetousness, harmful intent, and wrong views. These are things that are going to be rampant during the end times from a Buddhist view. Now, it obviously becomes religiously separate at a point. However, the thing that you will find within eschatology, really among every major religion, all of them, every single one, is this general theme. And I'm going to drop it in the chat right now. These things will be rampant. Killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, divisive speech, abusive speech, idle speech, a lot of speech in there, covetousness, harmful intent, and wrong views. A lot of that comes from what? Confusion. You can call it whatever you want, but the stem, the roots of a lot of those things is confusion. With a population that is confused, with a spiritual person that is confused, that is the that is the starting point. It is the launch pad of any of those things. Somebody who's not confused doesn't murder. They don't steal. There's no sexual misconduct. They don't lie. There's not divisive, abusive, or idle speech. None of those things exist. Should the individual on at least a a fundamental level, if not a spiritual level, should that person not be confused spiritually? None of those things exist. That is the tie that you are going to find in every single major religion, literally all of them. I don't speak in absolutes a lot. I make, I make dang sure that I don't do that. I'm speaking in absolutes. It's in all of them. This is why I push so hard at people to move away from Christianity. Not in your beliefs, like stay Christian. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to convert you. But move away from Christianity in what you choose to learn. Because most Christians are like, Islam Islam is totally against Christianity. They believe nothing that we believe. Actually, they believe a lot of the same stuff, like literally the exact same stuff. Oh, Buddhists and Hindu is very different from from Christianity. They believe nothing that we believe. Uh, actually, it's a lot of the exact same stuff. You all believe the exact same stuff. All of the fundamental things, all of the the building blocks of of essential nature between major religions, a lot of them are are very similar, somewhat similar or absolutely identical. And that is one of those things that is absolutely identical. In eschatology, if you go across all of the major religions, you will find this depraved humanity is the baseline for literally all of it. Literally all of it. So I have more about Buddhism, but I I already feel like I'm going to, tonight's going to be really hard to stay in time. So if you guys want later, we can come back to it. Now, Jewish eschatology. Again, very similar stuff. However, slightly confusing for people who aren't very in tune to to how Christianity and Judaism really tie in together. 
And I don't just mean like, oh, well, we're the fulfillment of the Jewish faith. Like, yes, for sure. But but how how the how the his, how the history of the cultures fit in together. So according to Ezekiel chapter 38, the war of Gog and Magog is a climactic war that will happen at the end of the Jewish exile. According to biblical commentator and rabbi David Kimhi, this war will take place in Jerusalem. The events that are going to occur per the Jewish eschatological view. God redeems the Jewish people from their captivity that began with the Babylonian exile in New Exodus. God returns the Jewish people to the land of Israel. God restores the kingly house of David and the temple in Jerusalem. God appoints a regent from the house of David, i.e. the Messiah, to lead the Jewish people and the world and usher in the messianic age, characterized by justice, righteousness, and peace. What are those three things? Those are antithetical to the things I just put in the chat. Killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, divisive speech, blah, blah, blah. Antithetical. So Christ is the antithesis, the Messiah in this case, because we're in Jewish eschatology and most modern day Jews don't believe Christ was the Messiah. But regardless of who it was, the Messiah, whoever that might be from their perspective, is to bring in everything that is the antithesis of all of the human depravity that is going to cause the end of days, or at least is going to be what helps us recognize what the end of days is. The tough thing is every generation has thought they were in the end of days. But God dang, man, like the world's real rough right now. All right, continuing events that are going to occur. All nations recognize that God of Israel is the only true God. It's a tall order. God resurrects the dead and God creates a new heaven and a new earth. Those are the key events that from a Jewish eschatological view, that's what you'll see. Now, Islam. Islam. This is where Christians start to get cranky that I'm talking about Islam, but sit tight because it's way more similar than you think. So signs of the end times. The arrival of Judgment Day is prophesied to be preceded by apocalyptic signs of its arrival in various Hadith collections. You can read those if you want them. I can get you a link to them. Senseless immorality would prevail. Alignment with Christianity. The prevalence of tyrants, alcohol, usury, satanic music, fornication, homosexuality, and disobedience. Now, this is one that kind of differs. Disobedience from wives, murderers, lying, cheating, disinterest in, and ignorance of religion. So the one that I'll give you that's different is disobedience of wives. That is one thing that, granted, is relative, or I'm sorry, significantly different between the faiths, but is still not quite as severe as most Americans think. The, the whole view of the Islamic faith towards women isn't as brutal as Americans generally seem to believe it is. They just, they take the, the, the roles that Christians believe, and it, it's much more defined, is how I would explain it, I guess. So... You'll see little things like that, like Christians read disobedience of wives and they lose their mind, which I mean, I get, especially if you have this preconceived notion that like Muslim men all beat their wives and hate women. And that's just that's not reality. Moving on. Unnatural. But besides that, all of those things are identical. So still, we're, sh- we're shooting eight out of nine. 
Unnatural phenomena will occur. The rise of frequent or sudden deaths. Oh, interestingly enough, right now, sudden or interesting deaths are up about 150% the last time I looked. Excessive lightning, destructive rainfall, terrible drought, a huge cloud of smoke. Interesting. The opening up of huge cracks in the earth. We saw that in Africa, I believe, in 2006, 2016, something like that. The sun rising in the west. The breeze that take the souls of the faithful. I love that one. The breeze that takes the soul of the faithful. The appearance of dark, satanic evils, such as the Antichrist, Gog, and Magog. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because Gog and Magog, we read within the Jewish eschatological view. However, it's a total rabbit hole, so we're not going to go into it tonight. If you want to at some point, let me know and I'll add it to the list. The arrival of messianic saviors, such as the Mahiri and Jesus, who along with divine intervention will restore justice. Does that shock a Christian right now? I'm going to copy and paste it right here into the chat. Remember, I am reading the Islamic views on eschatology. Who is mentioned? Jesus. Jesus, the breeze that takes the soul, man. The breeze that takes the soul. All right. These signs are divided into two major categories. I'm sorry, two categories. There are minor signs. Are There are uneventful signs that happen in the time frame of centuries. Then there are major signs. And they are seismic events that happen very rapidly and is the immediate precursor to the end. So what does that mean? It means essentially some of these things, these signs of the times, I mean, at least they got a cool rhyme going with theirs. They were trendy about it. The The minor signs are things that you'll, you'll start to see slowly over time, which many of those things, killing, stealing, sexual immorality, lying, divisive speech, things like that. I would argue we've been progressively seeing more of all of those things for the past, 50 years, 60 years, probably, probably longer for, for a, a while. What I would also say, though, is I feel like they are beginning to escalate much quicker. Things like people, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Degrading themselves, degrading the soul. Those types of things are moving much quicker, but they did start small, little steps, little steps, little steps. So you have these minor signs that are seemingly uneventful, at least in the beginning, and then they begin to pick up. And then you have the major signs, which are these massive events that hit fast, hit hard. And that is the immediate precursor to the end. Savior and evil doing figures that appear in the major signs include the following. Al-Masi Ad-Dural. No idea if I'm saying that right. Is blind in one eye and will deceive starving masses, especially the Jews, by performing miracles. He will rise an army that will kill and conquer and corner his enemies. I'm sorry, his nemesis, the Mahdi, along with a small army of Muslim fighters in Jerusalem. Jesus will descend from heaven just in time to kill him and defeat his armies. The Mahdi is the righteous guided one, is the messianic figure descended from Muhammad through Ali, who, with the help of Jesus, will defeat the Dajjal, reestablish Islamic law, rid the world of Badia, 
which is re uh, religious innovation, and fill it with justice. Sunni and Shai disagree on details, such as whether he is currently alive, will kill the Dajjal himself, what he looks like, his exact ancestry, etc. Jesus will make a second coming, descending to earth, but unlike in Christianity, it will be to assert the Mahdi by killing the Dajjal, or breaking the cross, killing the pigs, and abolishing the Jixia tax, which, I, in full transparency, I don't know what that is. And actually, I, I kind of want to know. So we're going to look that up real quick. A this so this is the Jitsia tax is a per capita yearly taxation historically levied in the form of financial charges on a demis that is a per, permanent non-Muslim subject of a state. Okay, this is going to take us somewhere totally different. That's interesting though. I'm going to keep that up. All right, but he's going to abolish whatever that tax is. I'm not. I'm not sure what it is. I'm going to have to come back to it because now I'm kind of interested. Put an end to the Christians' misconceptions about his being the son of God. There you go. There's one of the separations. Put an end to the Christian misconceptions about his being the son of God and there being no need to follow dietary laws. Muslims are big on dietary laws. Is that what it is? It's tax on non-Muslims? Interesting. Okay. Well, that's that's much simpler than what I found by Googling it. So thank you, Ghost. So that, what is it? The Jigsa. No idea if I'm saying it right. Jigza tax is a tax on non-Muslims. Ghost, do you know how that works? I'd be curious to know how that works. If you know, then pop in real quick. If you don't, I'll look it up later. But I'm curious how the tax works. Uh, da, 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 da. Jesus and the Marie will then rule the earth in perfect justice for a time before judgment day. Shia believes it is the Marie who will kill the Dajjal. Others believe the Marie will not, is not a distinct person, but just the title given to Jesus. So there's obviously some disagreement about what these things are. All right, that's enough for that. Moving on from Muslim. Any of this stuff we can come back on. There's a lot more. Uh, I've got a bunch more, but I, I just, I don't want to get too caught up. So now the part that Christians care about. Tribulation theories. You have pre-trib and you have post-trib. We, I explained a little bit of what it is there in the beginning. Let me see. But essentially, one group believes you'll be here when S hits the fan. The other group believes you'll already be gone when S hits the fan. That's the easiest way to very quickly explain it. So we're going to run through a handful of verses, the pre-trib view and it in general, and the post-trib view. There are massive, massive, wild, crazy different beliefs beyond these. These are very baseline. This is one of those things within Christianity that we have almost, uh, I can't say that. We have very, very, very little information on. And even more so, we have such a small amount of information that is in any way corroborated. So it's like, it's like a sentence here and a sentence there. And humans have done what humans do better than any other species and they run with it so far and they make stuff up and they just take it to uh to a crazy extent ghost are, are you here for the tax or are you just chilling until it's time 
Beautiful. Well, go ahead. I'm curious about the tax. There is a cow. Wait, pause, 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 pause. Sorry, sure. sorry. I didn't have you going through to the stream. Okay, so you're going to explain what the tax is. Now you're good. Go. I apologize. All right. So uh, assuming there is a, a Muslim state and there's a caliph, uh, which which would be what the Mahdi is, um, all non-Muslims will be taxed. They're known as demis. Uh, or I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but I just say demis. Yeah. Um, that's all it is. It's just a way to tax non-Muslims, but we can still live under their kind of rule. So that's that's what it is. So for how I guess from a from the so say there's a uh, an Islamic state, there's no forced conversion. Then. They just tax people who don't align. Yes, I think there there is going to be a forced conversion eventually, but they're going to tax us first. This is all like according to you know the belief. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. So yeah, I'll shut up and let you go. Okay. This is the last I'll part. Stay in, I'll stay in here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm curious. You have the Nordic stuff, right? A little bit. Beautiful. That's all I need. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here. Uh. So pre and post trip, I, I tried to pull a handful of examples here. So let's see. All right. Is Ephesians four fourteen. So then we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. The prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery and inventing errors to mislead. Again, Ephesians 4.14, a general 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 pre-trib view is that the church is not mentioned in revelation of jesus christ after the message to the seven churches revelation two and three therefore the church must be gone beginning with revelation four that is the general pre-trib view of the verse the general post-trib view the entire revelation of jesus christ was written for the church it was included in the new testament canon of scripture not the torah as the spirit intended with specific revelations for the church during the entire tribulation, not just the final seven years. Revelation twenty-two sixteen. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. Revelation again, twenty-two sixteen. Pre-trib view there, the Lord promised the church of Philadelphia, which we can get into if anybody's unaware of what it is, that they would be kept from the hour of trial coming upon the whole world. Because the church of Philadelphia no longer exists, this promise is now a promise to the church universal. A lot of assumptions being made, but assumptions that to a degree make sense. The post-trib view. The promise was made to a specific church because of their faithfulness in a time of extreme persecution. The promise may, might, possibly extend to those who qualify as a type of the Philadelphian church. But even pre-trib people confess that the Sardis and... No, burn that. Sorry, I put that in the wrong section. But there... The types of the churches are predominant today, not the Phil the Philadelphian churches. So a lot of the churches today, 
it w- you'd be hard pressed to put them in the same category as a, a Philadelphian church. The correct exegetical examination in the view of a post-trib person is the promise reveals that, that there is no promise of removal, only of protection. So you will not be, remo- be removed prior. You will be protected during, which are distinctly different things. Even for those who qualify to, quote, inherit the promises. And arguably, there would be very few that would qualify. I'm going to skip that one for now. If we have time, we'll come back. All right, this should be good. Nor does protection from God's wrath. I'm sorry. In John 16, 33, the Lord said that we would have Therapis in this world. Wrath is the Greek word that's translated as themos. You can find that in Strong's 2372. And God's wrath against the unbelieving world does not begin until opening of the seventh seal at the very end of tribulation. Nor does protection from God's wrath require removal. The 100,000, I'm sorry, the 144,000 are sealed for protection against being harmed by the wrath of God. And the woman, the remnant of the nation Israel, is protected by Michael in the wilderness against Satan's wrath and against being harmed by the wrath of God. The promise for the Philadelphian type of church and believer is a similar promise of protection from being harmed by the wrath of God, not a promise to be removed from the wrath. So pre-trib there, the pre-trib rapture of the church is a secret mystery event in which the church, including those members of the church who have not passed away and those who have passed away, but not the Old Testament saints, will join Christ in heaven for seven years while the world undergoes tribulation and wrath. Post-trib there, there is no direct scriptural passage for a post-trib interpretation without at least somewhat of a stretch. Only a presumptuous, a presumption based on other presumptions. The passage most often used are 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 through 17 and 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 53. But both of those passages relate to the only resurrection or rapture of saints, Old and New Testament on the last day. The dispensationalist will define being in Christ as applying only to the church. But Paul, in several different places, makes it clear that the definition applies to all saints of all time, not just church. Now, one thing I would say on that is that Paul also does the exact opposite of that. So one of these arguments is that within dispensationalism, they believe being in Christ, quote unquote, is only applicable to these specific churches and they're trying to use Paul because in certain places in specific letters, basically what they're doing is they're breaking an exegetical rule to try to push an exegetical rule in a situation. They want the exegetical rule to make sense. So it's, it's hypocritical. It's very contradictory. Does it mean that they're not right? No, it doesn't mean that, but it means that it's, they're trying to prove that this is a proper way of doing exegesis by doing improper exegesis. In, in my personal opinion, which it doesn't count for much, but it, it's my opinion, is that no matter which way you go with any of this pre and post trip stuff, you always end up having to assume and presume something. 
And then you have to connect that to another presumption or assumption. I know Ghost told me earlier that he does land on one side with this. I personally don't. And I, I've tried in the past pretty pretty hard, even to the point of kind of kind of doing it too much, like pushing myself past the way that I normally study things like this. And I still just couldn't quite get there. But Paul in certain places make he does make it clear that these these different verbiages that he uses will apply to a specific church. But then in other places, it's the exact opposite. So using Paul and his words in any specific epistle within the New Testament, in my opinion, which doesn't count for anything, but it's my opinion, should never be used in trying to trying to push someone towards a pre or post trib view of the rapture or the end times. Because with Paul specifically, who I personally have studied more than anything else within Christianity, he goes both ways. It, it just depends on, on what he's talking about and who he's talking to. But he talks in these these total overarching umbrella ways about churches. And then he speaks in the same manner about very specific churches. The Corinthian church is always a great example because he uses these big, broad terms. But he's, he's speaking very specifically about the Corinthian church. One example, Corinthians 15, 22 and 23. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits. After that, those who are Christ's at his coming. All means all in this view. From Adam all the way through the end of the tribulation to the last day. John 6, 39 through 44 makes four specific references to a resurrection of all who are in Christ, quote unquote, living and dead, being raised on the last day. It is possible that John did not know about the secret mystery event Paul supposedly described. It is possible that John, the apostle who was given the revelation of Jesus Christ after Paul's letters were written and circulated among the churches, still did not know about this supposed mystery event when he wrote down word for word what the Holy Spirit told him to write. It is also possible that the Lord misled Peter, John, James, and Andrew when he answered their question about the return and told them that the church must persevere all the way through the tribulation. But he who stands firm through tribulation to the end will be saved. That's Matthew 24, 13. Pre-trib response, the message was not intended for the church. It was intended for the Jews who will find the Christian Bibles in all the empty homes around the world after the rapture. Right? Or no? Pre-trib, the Antichrist cannot be revealed until he hath restrained, is taken out of the way. That he has been restrained is the Holy Spirit, and he is taken out of the way when the church is raptured. Post-trip, the he has been restrained, non-capitalized pronoun, is Michael the Archangel. Archangel. It is not God in the form of the Holy Spirit that is taken out of the way, but God takes Michael out of the way, allowing the Antichrist to be revealed, as he declares himself to be lowercase g, God, in the temple. Nor is the nation of Israel abandoned by Michael, Michael continues to be the protector of those who flee the wilderness. 
I'm going to cut right here. Ghost, we'll bring you in to do yours. I have way too many. I have way too many. And it's going to get really monotonous. So here, I'm going to turn this back on. Ghost, do you want to do your, your Norse thing? Or do you want to do pre-post trip? Um, <clears throat> I don't really have a whole lot prepared on the Norse thing. I just... There are some parallels with Ragnarok and Armageddon. Okay. Um, you have things like, I, I think a lot of these gods are just personified concepts of what's going to happen to the planet. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's what it seems like to me. So you would, you would have like uh Surtur or Surt. I don't know how to pronounce it in old Norse, but um, he would seem to be like Abaddon from the bottomless pit in revelation. Yeah. He seems to perform the same kind of actions. If you, if you read about Ragnarok and his role and, and actually all the roles like Thor has a role, Jormungandr has a role. They all seem to kind of, uh, parallel what we read in revelation loosely. Like it's not a one-to-one, -one, but there are some interesting parallels, but I guess I would be more interested in, and just maybe talking about pre, mid, and post trib stuff. So uh, how, I, how how much within the I guess how much within that mythology do you think beyond beyond end times? Have you and maybe I think you said you you don't know all that much about it, but uh, from what you know, how much of it do you think parallels, even if slightly, stories that parallel, concepts that parallel? Is it quite a bit? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably yeah. over 50%. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to guess, I, I actually knew more about it several years ago, and it's just kind of been pushed to the side in my brain. Yeah. Because there's just not enough room. Man, <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. That's a, a lot um, of this stuff for me is the same. Yeah, but there, there's a lot. There's a lot that's I don't know anything about Norse mythology. It's one of the things I, for whatever reason, just skipped over. But when you get into, like I said in the beginning, really, really any of the majors, there's massive parallel, massive. So I wouldn't be surprised if like Nordic or, or Celtic or I wouldn't be surprised if they're relatively similar, even if just an idea, it's relatively similar. Yeah, the ideas are certainly, uh, they certainly parallel. And this kind of is partially part of the reason I believe that the Watchers taught all religions. Uh, and that's why they're so similar is because religions are kind of taught as a sort of, there's their multi-purpose. I mean, they're, they're moral codes. They're also sort of like timelines, um, things to expect, hope stuff like that hope is always has a, a future connotation to it um do you think the watchers hmm. aim to confuse i actually don't okay uh i i think maybe the watchers who descended on mount Hermon might have yeah but i think there were watchers assigned to every people group and i think they were given free reign on on how to teach they weren't given free reign on what to teach, but but how to teach it. So that's why a lot of these religions seem to have connections, in my opinion, is because the Watchers all came from the same place. 
Yeah. And they all had the same knowledge, but they're teaching it in slightly different ways and using metaphors of their choosing. And they are being tested just like we are. So that's kind of what I believe. So you think they're, or it seems that you think they're, they're pretty, pretty much free agents as well. Yeah, I think they're free agents under restrictions. And what do you think the restrictions are? Like from your view? Um, I think the restrictions are God, I'll say, cause so like essentially Yahweh would be saying, all right, or just God, I don't want to make this a, a Jewish thing or a Christian thing, but whoever the Supreme is would be saying, you have to teach these bullet points, but you can do it in a way of your choosing as long as you kind of stay within a certain frame. Um, and that's why I think we have similarities. So do you think in the so, beginning they were much more similar and became twisted over time? By humans, yes. by people, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there were variations because of oral traditions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's what I think. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I want to keep going. We'll come back if we have time. Okay, pre and post trip. Where where do you land? I'm, I'm genuinely very curious about this. Because I, no matter how many years I've tried, no matter how many people I've talked to, in and out of seminary, I just, I cannot land on a side. I just can't do it. That's kind of how I am in a, in a, I'm not pre-trip. It's either mid or post, in my opinion. Um, you said mid no. or post? Yeah. Okay. Mid-trib or post-trib. Yeah, explain. Um, but I tend to lean on post, meaning as in seconds after. So I, I think uh, okay. the rapture and the second coming are basically the same event. Um, and then I think the wrath immediately follows being taken. It's very sci-fi. Um, <laughs> it's hard to imagine and picture this. Okay. You know? But um, I think... Yeah, I think we're going to have to go through whatever uh, the tribulation is... Now, that doesn't mean it will be like going through the tribulation might be different for everyone. I don't think we're all going to experience the same thing. I do think it's going to be something that is relatively global because of the nature of government now. But I don't think like, you know, people here will experience it the same way as people somewhere in Africa, etc. OK, so let me ask a question about that. Do you because to me and my broken brain, that can go one of two ways. That means people can experience it differently in a similar way as to say there is a nuke dropped in Japan. Every like like something serious. Everybody in the world will experience that, but people experience it in different degrees. So is it proximity based or do you mean reality based? Every every human or every spiritual being will experience it in a different kind of metaphysical way. Well, as with these things tend to be, I would say both. But okay. yes, I, I would say it's like a dropping a drop of water into a pond. Like there's going to be more intensity where it was dropped. Yeah. And then it ripples out. And then the way people think and feel about those ripples is the spiritual aspect. How they adapt, how they do they pray about it or are they angry at God about it? Like there's ways to respond to any given stimuli, you know. And so do you think it's a physical event 
a physical yeah. reality event. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. And I think the way people perceive it and think about it and adapt to it is the spiritual aspect of the physical event. Yeah, sure. So. Okay. And where, why did you land there? Like, what was the, what was the journey there for you? What got you there? If you had to, you know, try to pick. Well, I suppose if I break it down back in, uh, 2008 is where I landed on 2028, 2030 as being the date of all of this. And I've only been more convinced since. And, uh, man, that would, that would almost have to be like it's a whole episode because uh -huh. it's hard for me to articulate right now all of the reasons that I believe that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the documentary I was telling you about. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Messiah 2030, I think every Christian in the world should watch it. If not to believe it, just to scrutinize it, just to like understand what the information is. Um, whether they believe it or not is what, you know, that's up to them. But um, I think it's extremely compelling. And I was introduced to similar information back in 20, uh, 2008. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I've just been kind of, I've believed that ever since. So there's just a lot of repeating patterns and prophecy in scripture that would seem to me that it's like scripture. Yes, there are moral stories and whatnot, and there are historical accounts and whatnot, but I think there's an underlying purpose to it all to kind of uh, act as a sort of calendar. And, you know, detractors will say, yeah, but they've been setting dates forever. And I agree. True. I think a lot of those dates were very, uh, pride driven or just they'll they'll take like one data point and then they'll pretend that they have several yeah and they'll extrapolate from one data point yep. and you just that's not a pattern that's just some guy's idea yes um you know so i've never kind of been sweeped up in that like like i said back in back in 2011 there was a guy i can't even remember his name but he was like yo it's coming this year and uh he put up billboards and it was a big deal it was on like like mainstream news they were talking about it huh. but i was like no not true because of all the things that i knew about 2030 um okay. and it didn't happen and you know i tell myself hey maybe 2030 is not going to happen and if it doesn't i'm going to have to do some serious reevaluating but i'm honest about it and i'm yeah. not going to try to like grasp at straws you know if it doesn't happen I'm going to have to go back and really start from scratch, but that's what I was going to ask. Either. So, so say 2030 happens, or 2030 comes and it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think? I, and it's going to take obviously a, a hell of a lot more than anything you can say right now, but what would kind of like the first thought in your head be like, what would, what? God, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. What would hurt no, the most it. about that? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what would you struggle um, with the most I, I don't know if I would personally struggle I would say hmm how is this wrong where did I go wrong what yeah. makes this wrong why didn't it occur the way it seemingly said it would um, I, I don't think my faith would be devastated because like I said the Bible still has moral teachings etc that we we understand are true because of 
you know, how they work, the logic of it. We yeah. understand, you know, love is awesome, and etc. Um, but the timeline aspect of it, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's mathematically, it's extremely convincing. So I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But it wouldn't destroy my, my faith in the principles. Yeah, no. No, I wouldn't think so. So does that does that movie, does that go through everything that you personally see as as foundational in in believing that timeline or the Everything majority of it some, honestly because oh, i've really? learned i've learned a couple things i didn't know it's pretty crazy man okay yeah okay it bolstered my view basically yeah yeah, yeah. interesting <laughs> and it talks about all of it it talks about no man knows their hour is actually yam tara or tarua um feast of trumpets that's that's what that feast was known as so when jesus said that he's essentially saying it's it's on that day uh but that day is not known that's why it's called that um it's a two-day window and rabbis have to announce when the day starts because it's based on the the new moon which isn't precise and exact at least it wasn't back then it is now we can predict that with software yeah but that's why it was known as the, the feast of which no man knows the day or hour um, because they, they literally didn't until they got the telescope out and confirmed it. Um, huh. So that kind of destroys the whole nobody knows. Like they'll they'll read it through an, an English, modern English lens and be like, see, it says nobody knows. Yeah. But without looking at it through the Jewish lens, you're, you're kind of left uh, incomplete. How much, um, how much within the, how much do they go outside of, um, outside of Christianity and Judaism and go into m- maybe not even other religions, but just other cultures to try to understand the concept? Do they at all? Or does everything uh, come not, from, uh, you know, Ju- a Jewish Christian view? Uh, this documentary in particular is strictly Jewish Christian, uh, Old New Testament. Okay. Uh, I go out on my own and, and look at patterns to see if I can connect. And that's how I came across the Norse stuff and okay. et cetera. Have you seen it significant anywhere else? The the other pattern? Like, I'm, I'm really curious to watch the movie now because, like I said, the Norse stuff, i totally ignorant. Um, but a lot of the other majors, I have a decent grasp on. So I'm, I'm very curious now to kind of see after watching the movie, if anything from any of the other major religions, because I would assume that it would. I mean, if something like Norse mythology has some alignment, I'd be kind of surprised if some of the other majors didn't have at least some significant alignments. Well, I mean, you were kind of reading a little bit of the Buddhist understanding, and there there is, like I said, there seems to be at least 50% or more alignment on a lot of these concepts but yeah going back to the watchers teaching religion um i see religions almost as uh branches of science so for example if you have like someone studying uh molecular biology and you have someone studying like geomagnetism their disciplines don't really have anything to do with one another but if you're well versed in both and even others, you can start to see patterns arise. Yeah. So I think religions 
kind of function in that way. And if you start to learn more and more about these ancient mythologies, and because now we just look at them like cool stories or whatever, and we make uh, Marvel movies out of them. <laughs> but at That's the base, true. at the root, you know, I think there were there were reasons that they were taught that way. Um, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, I should have been prepared more with like some anecdotes of. Uh, of comparisons um like last month i shared several slides i made in the group um that kind of show nor the uh the connections between like biblical norse and um greek oh, uh, understandings do you know where i can share those with you yeah do you know where it is because i can throw it up i think it was probably either in conspiracy or bible or no 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 theology maybe all right let me see i didn't really i didn't really narrow it down sorry i mean no you're good is it core of the earth no uh yeah is that it norse mythology yeah i there are three slides that i posted three days apart because i was working on them as i as i went all right here is this it it might take a second for uh, YouTube to catch up, so just hang tight. Yeah. But uh, it's like, it's the Christian perspective. God, I can't yes, see. I don't those. have glasses on. Okay. And they're by no means complete, but they are a way to just illustrate that they were all being taught about the same kind of principle. And these, this could be ramblings of a madman, but I, I see patterns in that, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I like people <laughs> to at least examine it. Yeah. I don't feel too mad, but I might be. All right. You, uh, you were anointed, Sheriff, chosen blessing, who covers electromagnetic shield. I established you. You were on the holy mountain, big rock of God. You walked or traveled back and forth in the midst of fiery stones magma interesting you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity malfunction was found in you 16 by the abundance god my eyes are so bad hold on it's pretty small <laughs> it's small and my i just do i need to wear glasses i never do all right 16 by the abundance of your trade your trading energy exchange you became filled with violence or explosions within and oh god now you guys aren't gonna be able to see it shoot man i wish i was better at technology all right let me see if that works all right that should be good it should pop back up i'm just gonna make while it. you're getting that ready when i say chosen blessing uh for anointed cherub i whenever i put something in parentheses it's always like a literal translation of a word and karuv just means blessing in akkadian and the the hebrew people borrowed that word which all cultures do that yeah um so yeah. karuv just means blessing it's very generic but it can mean something specific uh, if you use it in the right context a, okay i was gonna say it's just a contextual thing then Mm -hmm. right. so so within you sinned or missed the mark slash malfunctioned therefore i cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain 
the rock of God, and I destroyed you. O covering cherub, top, best blessing from the midst of the fiery stones or magma, Ezekiel 28, 14 through 16. That's super interesting. Uh, let's see, why is it cut off? Ah, uh, there we go. Rod, symbols of power of iron, Revelation 2, 27, 12, 5, 19, 15. The earth's core is a gate relay to Eden. Explain that. Or soul. Uh, I think I think every nucleus of every body on every scale is a gate to Eden. So on our scale, it would be the core of the planet and or our pineal gland. On on our personal scale, it would be our pineal gland. Ah. Um. And on a nuclear scale, it would obviously be the nucleus of an atom. Dude. Or the or the sun or the middle of the or the center of the Milky Way, etc. Jesus. It's a relay. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Come on, my brain's like flipping right now. Uh, I got to save these, man. So this was the whole thread you did in Discord? Yeah, I, I posted three of them. Uh, I've I've kind of created more stuff like that in the past that I haven't shared. Oh, you got to do it. Um, yeah, I'm going to when we yeah. get off here, I'm going to pull all this stuff. I'm I'm because I you you typed a bunch too. I, I really want to read it and you made yeah. these yeah dude this is wild so he drove out the man and he placed cherubim or blessings at the east outer outer perimeter beginning of outer perimeter or beginning up of the garden of eden and a flaming sword or molten metal weapon which turned away turned every way spherical god <laughs> To guard the way to the tree factory generator of life. This is wild. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Dude, this is wild. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone. Jasper is a type of quartz crystal and sardius is a reddish color in appearances in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Aura Borealis and oh my god. Yeah. This is wild. A lot dude. of parallels, man. Yeah. See, this is this is this is what there needs to be more of. This is way beyond like what I thought I stretched Christianity to the point of of something fairly wild and things and, and in a way that people hated. But do you you stretch it in a way that takes it just somewhere totally different? And it's I don't. You even dropped know. out for like a couple seconds there. What's that? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. You dropped off for about ten seconds. Okay. What I what I said I must have gone to YouTube, but I'm gonna say it again. What I said was that I thought that I took Christianity to a place that, like, one obviously made people very uncomfortable and and people hated, but but to a point that a lot of people would have a hard time understanding because of the complexity of like the way that I, I view it. But the, the, the way that you interpret it is a totally different level, man. And it's, it's like the most, it's some of the most thought provoking stuff I've ever like read or thought about. 
there's got uh there's got to be more we gotta get you on here more and like actually teach some of this stuff dude this is wild i'm like looking through this thread and it's just wild because yeah the, the parallels are they seem so obvious when you look at it like that right which is odd to me because this stuff isn't anywhere like you won't find no. this like i'm not copying anyone no I, i'd be shocked if you were yeah I've, I've never heard anything even remotely similar but it's but it when you when you really read it and then you really think about it because some of the some of the past stuff you've said in the moment like i can't really process it because i'm moving on to the next thing or whatever because we're doing this but i'll come back to it and when i think about it i'm like dude that's that's profound and it's it's so it seems so obvious but then again it's like it's how would anybody ever get to that but you did it's super smart yeah I, we get we gotta get more. more we gotta get more from you strange dreams and visions i suppose and i i don't want to make it sound too mystical and woo woo but <laughs> like i'll just be doing dishes and i'll be like huh that makes sense and it, it's completely like uh like a non sequitur like i'm doing dishes yeah. but like something happens in my brain where i just i see a flash and i'm like huh i gotta write about that so so, so then let me ask you and you don't have to answer if you don't want to but do you do you think you're getting downloads because I, uh, I i believe in that yeah no. i think so yeah okay yeah but i don't think i'm like special or anything because it says a lot of people are gonna dream dreams and have visions so yeah 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 no for sure but i, I think different people get different things for different reasons and it, it seems like you know not to say you're special but you you seem to get things that but just like you said it's you're you're not going to find that you know anywhere and if if you do it's not going to be exactly in the way that you portray it and the way you portray it is is one is like easy to understand um so it's it's retainable and it's it's welcoming to people who aren't like super into this stuff which i think is really mm -hmm. good because I've heard other people like go into similar things, definitely not the same things, but similar things. And it seems like it's it's like an overcomplication of something that could be said simpler and people check out and, and then they call it, you know, just crazy. They think it's just crazy. But a lot of the way that you choose or just happen to portray a lot of this stuff is it's it's simple it's a simple way to express something that is phenomenally complicated, wildly complicated, but you, you get it across in, in a manner that is like, ah, that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Which is the idea. I mean, I yeah. don't want to, I hate when people like kind of flex and yes. just are a little too verbose with it. And I just want to get the idea across, you know, not be too fancy. Just, this is the idea. Yeah. I and, uh, I've been sitting really on this well. information for several years and, you know, I could have made YouTube videos and kind of tried to teach it, but I just, I don't know. I didn't know if I should, or if it was the right time, I don't want to be famous. So yeah, you yeah. know, no, it's, uh, I mean, this is a good testing ground if nothing else, man. It's, uh, yeah, I suppose you're right. It's super interesting. All right, what's what time are we at? Seven Eleven. What else I you got? I did make one. 
Uh, no, no. What I, were you just gonna say? Really, you did make one. What? Uh, that I I made um, one for uh, Greek and and Norse as well. Same picture, just different texts and references, words. Okay. If yo, know, if uh, I if I pull that stuff, or if you pull it, would you be down to do one of these? Just like going through those, and I'll just ask you questions, and you just like present it. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you seem very unsure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'd, I'd be good with it. I just, um, watch out, watch out, bandit, my cat. The cute um, cat. He's trying to participate. Uh, good. I don't want to be, I don't want it to be the ghost episode, you know? I just, uh, no, it's about the content. It's about the content. Yeah. It's not All right, a, then fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Absolutely. about you. It's not about me. None of this shit is. It's about stuff, All right. things, information. Get it out there. Shit, we'll take both our faces off here and just show it slide. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, okay. I'm down. Because I, I think that'd be really interesting then. Uh, what do we even call it? Like parallel, prophetic parallels? I don't know. I think you just named it. So I'm not worried about the name. I think we're good. Okay. Boom. But I, I think that'd be really interesting. So I we might make the executive decision for next Thursday and do that. Because I'm very interested in that. And I, I think it... It ties into like everything just to one degree or another. And I, but I would like to I'm going to pull it later tonight and I'm going to read through all of what you had posted. So if you if you know of anything that wasn't a part of what I just pulled, uh, if you could find it and send it to me, I'm going to print it all out and um, take notes and, and write some questions and things like that. And then we can go through it. Kelsey just said, can we all see those slides that Ghost made in Discord? Would love to look at them. Very interesting. Goddess Lily said, thank you. Yeah, so this is what we're going to do, guys. Next week, Thursday, uh, we're not going to run a poll tonight for the next topic. Um, Kelsey, you're new, so just reminder, every Thursday night, I put a poll out in the announcement section on Discord. Everybody votes, and that's how we choose what topic we do every Thursday. But we are pulling executive decision. And we're doing the slides that Ghost has and anything else related to that topic. So anything you got, Ghost, try to send it to me as soon as you can. And um, I'll put up a question together, different ideas, things to kind of engage with. And then we'll just go through all of them because that's okay. it's super interesting. I think, I think it'll be really good. I think it'll be really good. But we'll just throw just a slideshow up. And that's it. And just like talk through it. Sure. Yeah. I think um, what it does, what it really does is it, it sets the stage in a big picture kind of way and shows kind of like the arena of, of where we are having this test. Yeah. And kind of how they wanted to teach us about the nature of the planet, etc. And so they mythologized it. And, you know, that's kind of what I believe. How many slides were there? total in in discord there were three but like i have some stuff that i've worked on that i haven't shared okay and so i i could probably share some of that with you okay and is it is it gonna bounce around a lot or are is there a way for us or i guess predominantly you because it's your stuff to kind of put it in order so like say nobody's ever read anything you've written nobody's ever heard you talk on here and for normal Christians that you're like a mind blowing the way the way you look at things is very much out of the normal realm. So is there is there a way of kind of putting it together in a way 
that is almost chronological and in concept at least to where you can introduce the 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 main concept of all of it and then kind of the intricacies of it and where you get them in terms of like normal average quote-unquote christianity do you get what i'm saying because this stuff is confusing if i I knew how to do that i'd have several books by now (laughs) (laughs) so um, we can kind of go work as we go and if anyone has a question that's the kind of guy i am if someone doesn't understand something ask a question and then i can spit out the answer relatively quickly but if it's just left up for me to chronicle kind of but organize it chronologically ah it's gonna be hard we're good then forget it because i'll I'll just ask questions i'll I'll have all the questions that i think anybody would ever ask including definitely some of my own and uh We'll do that. We'll be fine. So I'll put it like the average Christian perspective goggles on and I'll put all those questions and then I'll put my personal questions and we'll just kind of like converse through it. That'll probably be easier anyways. So I'll just badger you the whole time and force you to explain things. And that's that's actually that's what I want. I think that's personal. Yeah, I think we're solid. Okay. Um, Anything else? Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll wrap. No, uh, just maybe pose me some questions throughout the week so I can kind of prepare a little bit. But generally, I don't even need to do that. So, okay, yeah, if you if you're able to send me whatever you've got um, before the end of the weekend, then I can definitely do that. Uh, And even if not, I'll I'll make it happen before Thursday. I'll do that. Okay. cool. Good deal. This is very exciting. Goddess Lily is looking forward to it as well. This will be good, man. Cause that's, that's interesting stuff and it goes, it's going to go over a lot of heads. So I think the, I think the conversational aspect of it will be very good. I'll force you to just break it all down. Like we're five. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. This would be really good. What, uh, what do you want me to call it? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to put the announcement up and take away the poll. What did you say? I, you already said, I don't, I said uh, prophetic parallels, but they're honestly not even prophecies they're just uh descriptions uh we'll think about it i don't know man okay. i don't even know <laughs> what to call it well send me that to i'll think about it too but uh if you think of a good a good name for it shoot it to me uh you know just as soon as you can and then i'll put everything up for it so that'll be good all right that'll be good all right anybody anybody else if you have any last comments questions uh for either of us about any of this stuff i had found one thing here hold on i thought this was kind of interesting so i'll just say this going out and then uh if you guys have anything this is your last chance to ask uh, pastora escalata dude this kills me eschatological 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 that's how it, I say it anyways. It's, dude, it's possible. It's related to the last, the endings, and we don't like to think about the endings. Although it has great usefulness because it, it makes us wise regarding priorities and the insignificant. Interesting. Uh, here, seven, seven reasons to support a position of post-tribulation rapture. And actually, why didn't I do this before? I'm going to put a poll out for those of you who are still here. Pre or post trip? Q. 
curious. I hope we think. Yeah, I, uh, I'm right there with you, Pastora. So, one, the Bible talks about only one second coming of Jesus Christ. And Brad, you can cut me off at any point if you have input on any of this. If the rapture were to happen seven years before the second coming of Jesus, and the Bible clearly states that during the rapture, we will meet the Lord in the air, signifying the Lord is coming. This would mean that his second coming will happen twice. The Bible makes it clear there is only one second coming, the first coming to die and the second coming to reign. If we will meet him in the air while he is coming down, this is describing the second coming of Jesus when the rapture will take place. Agree or disagree, Ghost? Agree. That's okay. that's why I'm a, a post-trib. Yeah, that pretty much mirrors what you were saying. The, and your your poll here isn't uh, worded correctly. It says pre or post trib, yes or no. Oh shoot! Thank you. Someone answered anyways. Good sport. Good sport. <laughs> <laughs> there is indeed a tribulation. Yes. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Number two, the rapture to the Lord and his coming are the same event for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. First Thessalonians four sixteen and 17. There will be a shout, a trumpet sounding and the voice of an archangel. When he comes, this verse also describes not spe- not specify. This verse also does not specify that we are going to heaven, but just that we will be with Jesus. This is consistent with the following. First Corinthians 15 and 51 and 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. In these verses, we see the sound of the trumpet mentioned to describe his descent from heaven and us meeting him halfway. It's cohesive. Yeah, that calls back to how kings are received. Like the people will come out of the castle mm-hmm. or the walls of the city to meet them halfway and then return with them. Do you? So do you take a lot of this literal? Or, or do you think, and I, I get that that's super broad, but if you were to aggregate all of, take Revelation, I guess, because simple, all of the, I mean, most, a lot of it we know is symbology, but do, do you think a good amount of the way in which this will happen, do you think it will be literal in how it's been described throughout scripture? Or do you think most of it is just symbolic? Very broad question, I understand. Uh, well, I think it's both. I think it's being described in a symbolic way. But if if like an FBI agent were to say we caught the rat, he's talking about a literal thing that happened, a mole or whatever, a, a guy who was doing certain activities was found out and placed under arrest. So something literally happened, but the way it was described was metaphorical. Yeah. So I think there is a literal application to what Revelation is talking about. 
I think it might, you know, be alien related or something, but that's a whole different show. <laughs> but that would be the literal application of the symbols that are being mentioned. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Ali Hunky. Hunk. Not sure. Said, uh, I'm in the, I'm middle ground, but that was a great point. I'm just selfish human and don't want to have to go through trib, especially with kids. But the Bible never said that we won't have hardship. But there seems to be protection for God's chosen ones during tribulation? Question mark. Yeah, I think either way you spin it, you'll be protected. I but, think that too. But one one way is probably more comfortable than the other, I suppose. With a hell of a lot more complexity than that. Ali, I don't recognize you, so uh, it's good to see you. Nice to meet you. Uh, number three Jesus's second coming is happening after the tribulation and not before Matthew 24 29 and 30 immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory there is only one second coming of Jesus. The dissension talks about his coming. There is no verse that indicates that he is coming only halfway. He will come all the way, but we will meet him halfway in the air. This verse indicates the coming is after the tribulation. We've gone through that. For there is not one clear scripture that indicates that the church will skip tribulation. This view often comes from Revelation 4 when John is asked to go up to heaven. But this is not a clear indication that the church has gone up prior to tribulation. The literal interpretation is that John was taken into the spirit realm to see what is going to happen. Can John represent the church? Yes, but he can also represent you being in the secret place with God. The argument that the church is not mentioned during tribulation is also not a clear indication. What do you think about that? I agree with it. I think John and in that moment is representing us kind of, you know, when we, when we pray, when we meditate, etc., we're essentially going to heaven or the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, you know, when we visualize, when we imagine, uh, that is now, I think that there is also a kind of higher analog to that. Remember like the relay system we were talking about. I think there's a higher analog to that. Like, where the father is which would be outside of the universe but um i think for all intents and purposes what that what that verse was talking about with john going to heaven i think he more represents us not the church yeah and yeah. he represents individuals i guess no i completely agree totally agree it is possible to be saved from the wrath of jesus christ but this does not mean there won't be any tribulation on this earth uh, last one I'm going to read because I, I got to jump off. What makes the believers so special in the last days that they will be spared from persecution? Nothing makes believers special to be exempt from tribulation. The author says suffering weeds out compromising Christians, suffering weeds out compromising Christians. I love that. Believers for the past 2000 years have undergone great suffering, death and persecution for the cause of Christ. Just because the Western 
church enjoys freedom. For many believers around the world, tribulation is a normal experience. See 2 Timothy 3.12 and John 16.33. Dr. Michael Brown says this, quote, Tribulation is the normal experience of believers in this age. Not experiencing affliction is a blessed exception that we should enjoy when we have it, but we should not count on it as if it were outright in Christ as if it were our right in Christ. We should always be ready to suffer for Christ and always be ready to for Christ's return. Jesus is coming. Tribulation is coming. We will meet him regardless of when it happens. We need to prepare for persecution and for tribulation, but we pray that we escape it. And that is kind of my view. And that's I think that's what I kind of sent you earlier is, and this is my closing. And then, Ghost, if you have anything else, you could throw it out. My my whole thing, you and I've said it before, is like, this is just something that doesn't matter to me. We've we've gone into it a few times, you know, here together doing these types of things. I've done videos on it in the past, uh, answering questions about like pre and post trib and and does it matter? And uh, my personal opinion is it doesn't matter. And I, I feel like there's so many times. People agree, disagree with me on that, and that's totally fine. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my opinion. But I I feel like there are so many topics within, you know, if you're somebody who likes to study religion or, or study Christianity, the history, uh, exegesis and hermeneutics and all the fancy uh, theological words, there's so many things that I, I feel like we we could get a better grip on. Like the, the Christian view in mainstream, unlike Ghost, who's gone down this wild rabbit hole of complexity but also wild intelligence the christian mainstream is is so dull it's so uneducated it's it's nobody cares about anything nobody cares about knowing anything it's just it's just blind sheeply following believing whatever the pastor who makes a hundred grand a year is telling you and and I, i think we've just become so lost that nobody cares about any of it. Yet you'll get these Christians who get super into like the end times. It's like of all the things you could give a shit about, why that? Why not like salvific law or or something that bears some weight in in your life? Especially things that that weigh in towards what happens to you at the end times if these are beliefs that you follow. It which would be standard Christian beliefs. I'm very interested to to go into more of your your perspective of all this stuff goes because yours is way more complex but for like the average christian it's very cut and dry at least the way that it's taught is very cut and dry so of all the things people spend their time on and all the things you could study on and all the things you could debate on end times tribulation the rapture these are things in my totally just opinion we have so little information we have so little corroboration we have so little parallels between major religions although i'm seeing that there are definitely more than i thought still very few compared to many other concepts many other ideologies topics uh, theologies things within those realms that like why get stuck on this why why end times why tribulation why why does it matter now the the one thing i'm very curious from ghost your perspective and it doesn't have to be tonight but i think maybe after i watch the movie and you know we actually talked about doing like a group movie screening in discord because you can do that because Discord's super cool so maybe we'll do that maybe we'll stream just in discord not on youtube 
the, just the movie and whoever wants to come in and watch it can come in and watch it. And there'll be like a chat thing there. And, um, but I really want to watch that because I, I'm, I'm very curious to, to hear more about the, uh, you won't know the day or time, the, the Jewish cultural aspect of that and what it's actually paralleled to, because there I've heard a few different ideas of what it is, including kind of the standard, you know, we're all, we're not going to know, we're never going to know. But I'm curious. I'm curious about more. Graves, is that about the movie screening? Yes, I'm so down. All caps. Should we screen that movie? I think it'd be a good idea, but be prepared to pause it every thirty seconds because people are because <laughs> he's throwing up verses, he's throwing up symbols or uh, timelines. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. it would be cool. Okay, so that, to be able to read it, you mean you're gonna have to pause? N- not necessarily. It's just. It's so dense when it comes to information. You kind of want to pause, confirm in your Bible. Is he is he BSing us? Is he is it true? Is this really what it says? And it is. But you know, people not like to verify, which is good. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, then maybe we'll I've turn already, it. I've in... already done the verifying. But, have you? Okay. You know. Do you do you have do you have notes perhaps, or did you just kind of go for it? Um, I don't have any notes that I've written, but I've. Whenever I see someone make a claim uh, pertaining to this video, of course, whenever I see the guy make a claim, yeah. I kind of pause and or if it's something that I know to be true from prior um, study, whatever. But uh, pertaining to something you said earlier, I think people are drawn to controversy. That's why everyone loves end time stuff. And people are also motivated by fear. So when you combine those two things, bam, you have end times obsession. That's fair. Yep. That, you is, know. Uh, that is very much fair. Nat, Nat Francesca. There's, yo, Allie and Nat Francesca. I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Both of y'all, I don't recognize. So both of y'all need to get in Discord. There's the link. Uh, we're going stri- to we're gonna do this because everybody says they want to watch it. We are, here's the deal. We're going to plan tentatively is this Saturday too short notice? Either this Saturday or next Saturday. You're going to need to be in Discord to know which one. And this is what we're going to do. Because now I'm kind of excited for this. This will be really good. So let me pull this up. Nope. Hang tight, friends. Hang tight. All right, here we go. So this is Discord. I just put a link in the chat. It's also pinned to the top of the chat. If you're not in there, you got to get in there. Even if just to watch the movie with us and then bail. Don't care. But we're going to screen the movie on a Saturday. It's either going to be this Saturday or next Saturday. The only way you're going to know is if you come into Discord and you see this events tab. So in the events tab, you'll see a little card here. And it'll tell you when we're screening it and where, and there'll be a link. So it'll probably be an internal link. Yeah, it'll be one of these stage channels or a voice channel, which is one of, where's it at? Right here. Like Ghost and I are in here right now. That's how he and I are talking right now. It'll be one of these. So basically you go into this channel, everybody's muted. There will be a chat on the side and then the movie will play. So you can, you can put it up, you can stream it up to your TV, you can put it on your laptop, put it on your phone, whatever. But we'll we'll put the movie up and then anytime 
like Ghost said, a uh, verse comes up, a timeline timeline comes up. Anything of significance that we want to quickly research together, because that's what everybody should be doing all the time when you see a claim, whether it's a political claim or religious claim, a moral claim, whatever it is, you should always be looking it up from several different sources to verify and not just be a sheep and believe what you're being told on a TV screen. So we're going to live study at the same time. We'll search for it. We'll find different answers. We'll discuss it real quick. And then we'll jump back into the movie. So it may be kind of a long thing. I'll make sure that I also record it. And if I'm allowed to post it to YouTube, I will. And if not, then I'll host it privately on a server. And anybody who wants the link, I'll have the link somewhere in Discord that you can you know, pull it up and watch it. But it'll be like a live study session of Messiah 2030. And I think it'll be fabulous. I'm very excited. This would be very cool. And uh, just so you know, this documentary is split into two parts. Mm-hmm. And they're self-contained, but it is two parts. And they're about an hour and a half each. Okay. Take. Okay. So we'll have to split that. Because with with mm-hmm. pausing, stopping, going, it's going to be, at le- I'd say, at least two hours. Probably just for one, if not longer. Yeah, so, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we'll do. So we'll, we'll do part one probably next Saturday. So, cause this is kind of short notice. So probably next Saturday and then perhaps we'll do part two the following Saturday, but we'll get through them. And like I said, I'll record them. So if you can't come to one, don't say, ah, F it. I'm not going to come to the second. I will have a recording for you. You will not miss out. And then we will do part two ghost. Do you have any last words? I, I got to go put my kid to bed. She's sitting out no, there just hanging out. I'm not going to keep you. I'm not going to keep you any longer. All right. All right. All right. And then Thursday we'll, We'll uh, do the presentation, basically. Very excited for that. Send me everything you got, and I'll get uh, I'll get all the most annoying questions I can possibly muster up. Ready to go. Welcome, and please Sweet. join the Discord. Mikkel, you're lovely. I'm new. I'm still trying to figure out how to use Discord, but willing to learn. Yeah, you'll learn, I promise. Plus, YouTube has a million videos on how to use Discord. So if you just look up how to do something, I promise you will find it. Also, if you ask somebody in Discord, I promise they will help you because everybody in there is super nice, much nicer than me. Felt that Nat Francesca. Yeah, guys, you'll get Discord, I promise. I promise, I promise. Just chill. go in there five, ten minutes every day, five or ten minutes which is probably a 30th of how much time you spend on TikTok. Spend five minutes in there. You'll have it within a couple weeks. Been a silent listener to lots and lots of previous podcasts. Oh, cool. I'm glad you popped in this time. I have to try to use it on my computer. I think the phone app is a little difficult to navigate. The phone app is actually super easy to navigate. Um, And if you come into the Discord and you hit, what is it? Welcome, I believe. Yeah, come into Nat Francesca. If you come into Welcome, scroll about midway down the page, right above Sarah's message here, and there's a YouTube link to a very quick tutorial on the phone that I did. So it's idiot proof. So watch that, and that'll help, at least with the mobile. And if if you need more, I'd be happy to record another one. It's it's but it's super easy, I promise you. The mobile app's super easy. Thank you both so much for taking the time out of your night to teach you're lovely. Ghost uh ghost did most of the teaching tonight. I did a lot of BS reading. Kelsey, thanks for so. Blah, 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 blah. All right, beautiful. Uh, Thirty seconds. Any any last words here? Any last questions? Any comments for Ghost or myself? Otherwise, we will bail for the night. I have a child to go put to bed, and who's also probably hungry. TikTok. Go to YouTube. Get off TikTok. Chinese spy app. You know better. 
Tisk tisk. Yeah, check it out. The tutorials, it's like two minutes. So it's it's not long. But it, it'll help you navigate the mobile app. I'll record another one. Uh either tonight or tomorrow. A quick little mobile app. And I will Nat Francesca, is your username in Discord same as here? Or is it different? If it's different, then send whatever your Discord username is uh in here. And I will tag you in it once I do another little tutorial in there. I should do an updated one anyways. Do, 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 do. We're going to hop off in a second. Let me see real quick if there were any prayers. Nope, we're good. They're all private. Yeah, Ghostgate is uh, beyond brilliant. All right, Nat, I got you. I'll do it, and then I'll tag you in uh, the updated little tutorial there. I got you. All right, everybody have a lovely night. Got to go, got to go. Thank you, Ghost, for your uh, your deep, complex ideas of things i think next week is going to be super exciting man I'm very excited yeah i hope so be cool. good stuff good I'll, stuff uh, see you next week yes sir thank you so much have a lovely evening all right y'all everybody have a good night love you guys see you in discord i'm trying to be in there a little bit more at least in culture and news at least for right now but i love y'all I'll see you uh, uh, throughout the week and the next Thursday. Don't miss next Thursday. 